you knowing that we are helpless we are like one left without anyone to help to defend to protect except you alone as we come this morning king of glory we look up to that power that power that enabled you to touch the labor and was left plain lord we run it to you my master at a time like this where the world has reached my master, where the evil one has come so broad, so broadly in daylight to, to confuse your people, to, to take your children. Lord, I, I come to you, my master, in seeking for your mercy. <clears throat> we come to seek for your help this morning. You are our hiding place. You are our rock. You are our refuge. You alone are able to hide us, to deliver us, to, to cleanse us, to set us apart in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for an opportunity you have given us, King of Glory, to begin the day in your presence. Lord, we are so grateful. Even as we begin this day, we look up to you, King of Glory, and trust you, my master, to lead us to lead us through this turmoil world, oh God, to lead, to lead us through this fallen generation, this fallen world, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you, Lord, and we bless your holy name. For none is like you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Good morning, beloved, and praise the Lord. Thank you, each one of you, for choosing to begin in the presence of God this morning. As I thought through other nights about to sanctification, consecration, purification, I, I kept thinking to myself and, and I thought of asking you the same. Have you ever been involved in a court case or in a situation where you have felt so cornered and you have no one to help you, you have no money, to defend yourself, or perhaps you felt abandoned and you're on top of it all. I felt like this looking around, and I remember mentioning the same to, to my husband. I said, the, the rate at which the enemy has risen against the church, the people of God, is as much scaring as, as 2022, that second um 
uh, the, that second lockdown where COVID became such a big threat. And, and I equated, I equated the, the threat of, of evil to COVID. Friends, I do not know what you think about that, but um, we are not without any help. We have Christ, Christ who died for us and his death rendered our punishment for sin null and, vi- and void. God has stated it clearly, justified. So would you tell yourself, you are justified. All you needed to do is to respond to your freedom in Christ and behave wisely and live in obedience as he calls us to live sanctified lives. Shall we pray one more time? Our Lord, we thank you so much, King of Glory, for your redeeming work on the cross. And Father, King of Kings, we know that it is that cross that gives us victory over sin. In our, on our own strength, we cannot overcome even the evil that, re, that has risen against us. In our own power, we cannot be rescued. But we look up to you, our helper, our helper, you who is so caring for us and you who is desiring that we seek you first and your righteousness so that we may be able to live longer lives. So it is my prayer this morning that you minister to us and give us and give us clarity on how to live sanctified lives as you're calling us to. This we ask with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Aria. Thank you for leading us. Our friends, like Aria has been praying, you heard him. Our topic this morning is sanctification, a purpose for our calling. Now, friends, sanctification is for believers. It is for believers cleansing and, and purifying from the nature of sin. It is that sanctification that, that cleanses us. It is that process. Now, this experience is not for sinners. It is not for non-believers. It is not for people that have, come, have not yet come to Christ. But it is for people who, through grace, are saved and have been reconciled back to God the ones whom God is saying, justified. You are justified because you have come to the Lord and have given your life to Jesus Christ. Now, um, this, uh, this, this sanctification is the second work of the grace that makes the believer to be holy. First, you come to Christ in confession and, repent the, and repent, repentance and confessing that you have sinned. And when you have repented and confessed, then sanctification helps you to become holy. And this is by God himself. And it's not by our works. It is not by our how good we are. It is not about us. It is about Jesus. Now, the word sanctify and holy are used similarly. Interchangeably, they mean the same. They mean without blemish. Because like I've said, after salvation, which helps the believer to live a victorious life over outward sins, outward, remember, outward, the sins that are visible. Christ wants us, wants every one of us to go a step further to be sanctified. Again, I have said sanctification is not our efforts. Sanctification is is God's work. It is God himself that works on us, on the inside of our hearts. And the Lord himself uh, declares that he will sanctify us in his word. Now, it is one thing to get saved and to be delivered, to get saved and to be forgiven from the things that are sinned. But it is another thing for you to be cleansed on the inside. It is possible for me to come out and say, look here, friends, I was living this kind of life. I was immoral and I'm, 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 I'm now saved. And it is visible that everyone can really see that Florence is saved, is changed. She's now new. But in actual sense, no one can be able to see what is on the inside. It is only God that sees what goes on 
on the inside. Uh, elsewhere, Jeremiah says that man's heart is so deceitful, who may understand it? Even the person that you share with, you can never know what is going on in their hearts. You can never know what they are thinking. But praise the Lord who knows every little detail. He tells us in some in, in one of the Psalms, that he perceives our thoughts before a word is on our lips. He alone knows what is on the inside of us. And so that alone qualifies him to sanctify us. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's uh, take a, 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 let's do a read uh, a, a scripture. Our scripture in the first Thessalonians chapter four. And I'll take a few verses. Let me read from verse one. <clears throat> Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you obtain. You abstain, you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress, no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, verse 7, for God has called us for, impu for impure, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you, the word of God. Uh, friends, this is Paul, uh, Paul and Timothy uh, writing and the Sylvanus writing to the, the Thessalonians and telling them how to live. And uh, as they were writing the Thessalonians, telling them how to live, you notice in verse four, verse four, three, he tells them that for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you are that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body. Now, friends, you realize that God is telling that, is telling us even as much as Paul was writing the Thessalonians, he's still telling us to watch out on how we live, uh, um, in, in, uh, how we live our lives. We must live a pure lives. We must live lives that are worthy of our calling. And for so for a believer, for a believer, it, it, it breaks it breaks my heart to, to see that things like nyege nyege can come to be discussed in parliament and people spend time battling with this, which is outrightly wicked and evil. It, it's so painful that this is how where the enemy has taken us. And I'm very sure he is rejoicing. But friends, for a believer, such a thing should not even be amongst us. Elsewhere, Paul writes and says, these things should not be amongst you, should not even be talking about them. It should be clearly, I mean, straight. No, no. And you don't have to waste time discussing about such a wicked plans of the enemy. May the Lord help us. May the Lord deliver us as a church. But again, verse 7, it tells us, verse 7 says, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. God has called us to be holy. God has called us to live holy and worthy lives. For God did not call us to be impure at all, not at all, but to live a holy life. And um, it is now our obligation as believers to respond, to respond and do what is right. In his sight, let's look together at First Peter and see what Peter tells us. First Peter chapter one. I'll read verses fifteen and verse sixteen. First Peter chapter one. If you return there with me, verse fifteen says. Verse fifteen says. Uh, let me pick it from verse fourteen. 
as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Verse 16, since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Friends, our response to the call of God upon our lives to live, pure, to live pure lives must be in obedience to his command and instructions and purpose to live a holy life. Why? One, because himself is holy. God himself who is calling us is holy. And if we remember back to the old times when God called the children of Israel and called them from Egypt, the land of slavery, he rescued them, he redeemed them, not for anything else, but he wanted, he drew them to himself, to him, a holy God. And he wanted them to be like him if they were going to influence the world. And this is no different from you and me, friends. God has not saved you for your own, you know, uh, luxury and have fun and have good time and sail that you're going to heaven. No, the, the sole purpose for God's call upon our lives is that we may live holy just as he's holy. And the, the only way we are to live holy is by coming to him on a daily basis. And the beauty, the beauty of God's word the beauty of God's word, it sanctifies us. As I took time in the night, as I slept, I found myself searching my heart and, and reflecting as I was lying on my bed and thinking about areas God wants me to, to work upon, bring to him in repentance. And there are those things that he brought to me and he was telling me, you needed not to have said this yesterday when you made this comment. And I was like, it was an opportunity for me to say, oh, God, thank you. Thank you that you have reminded me this. But I ask you to forgive me. I am sorry. Now, when you spend your time in the presence of God, now that process works out very well. You begin to reflect him because you, you, you get to know his mind. You get to know his will. And you, in response, act in obedience. And before you know it, you are getting sanctified. And remember, it is a process. It is not a one-off thing. It's not a one-off experience. Sanctification is a process. God works in us and makes us holy himself. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians, uh, Paul talks of <clears throat> uh, something of us with unveiled faces. Verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Praise the Lord. When we have given our lives to Jesus Christ, our faces are unveiled. We are able to see him as we read the word of God. It's not like a non-believer. When a non-believer hears the word of God, even being preached, a non-believer will jump and pounce on you and say, you are judging me. Why are you judgmental? But for you, a child of God whose face is unveiled, when you read the word of God, you quickly realize what God is telling you and you get to know God's mind and will. And as you act on that, probably through repentance and asking him to forgive you and cleanse you, you begin to reflect his image. Hallelujah. And when you step out there, as you step out there and you have his glory reflected on you, you are able to attract men. And especially even those that you're around you, they begin to see something different. I, I love, I love, I will not mention the name because I didn't seek her permission, but when I share, she will understand I'm doing about her. I, I love her testimonies. She says everyone in office knows her as a pastor. She knows that she's known as a pastor that even her boss will refer to her and say, ah, this one will report you to God. I mean, that is what it should be, friends. That is what it should be, that everyone who sees you recognizes that you are a child of God. Praise the Lord. Now, a challenge to us all. Wherever you are, at home, 
in your workplace, in the neighbors, what do people see? Are people able to see and say, hmm, there's something different about this person? Are they able to see and tell, hmm, have you been with the Lord? I love that song, which is not very common, but, uh, but that song that says, um, <clears throat> which refers to Peter, to Peter when, when he was attacked by the people who were telling him that he's like, he's one with Jesus. And the song goes, Kale rachi, racho gana tite walina ye. Kale rachi, racho gana tite walina ye. Nenda vika yo, nenda vika yo. Yo nera go yo, gwe walina ye. Nenjo gera yo, nenjo gera yo. Yo nera go yo, gwe walina ye. It, it, it literally means, why do you deny that you have not been with Jesus? Even your looks can tell you have been with him. Even your talks can tell that you've been with him. You talk like him, you look like him. Friends, this, this should be us believers seen like Christ, that whenever people look at us, they should see Christ. I am telling you, friends, one of the things that is breaking my heart is the high rise of, rise of wickedness in our society. Last evening, we were returning home with my husband and we saw this vehicle before us and they were pointing a sign of homosexuals. They kept reducing their vehicle as we were behind them and they kept pointing their sign outside the window. And I just told my husband, ignore and slow down because they are looking for their colleagues. In that case, implying that they know each other, they know their signs, and if you are one of them, you follow them. Can you imagine how far the wickedness has risen? Now, what is going to help you and me, friends, is to continuously seeking the power of God to work in us, that sanctification process. Because we are attacked left and right everywhere around us. We are under attack. We are under attack, but we must strive. We must strive hard to live a pure life. And, and this is not in our own strength, but we must spend time in the presence of God. How do you live? How do I live? You might ask yourself, how do I live a pure life when evil has surrounded me? How do I keep to the straight and narrow when corruption seems to win the day? Everywhere you turn, you see corruption and it seems to be the order of the day. You, you, you look left, you see evil. And you seem to be out of place. You seem to be, you know, out of this face of the earth. And you look maybe an outcast because everyone else is doing what is evil. What should you do as a child of God? As a believer, you are called to live a sanctified life. And this sanctified life is, is basically to, to help you reflect the glory of God. When God's power in you is reflected, you are able to speak against evil, to speak against that situation. And I will tell you, last night we prayed and I rebuked that evil before us that was giving the signs of homosexuals. It is our, our lifestyle that has got to expel darkness because when light appears, darkness should appear in your workplace, in your business, in your family, in your neighborhood, wherever God is sending us, we've got to stand out, friends, and reflect the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Our responsibility is to cooperate with him and let him work in us. We've got to cooperate with him and at, at that work and that he continues to sanctify us. Hallelujah. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, he tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But elsewhere, Paul also tells us we are, we are first of all to be strong in the Lord and then put on the full armor of God. How are you dressed? How are you standing? Are you firm? Are you protected? 
when this evil is rising left and right, where are you? My friends, my brothers and sisters, we have God to pray and ask God to purify us at every moment, to cleanse us, to, to, to work in us and help us be able to overcome this. That even when the enemy raises the dust, God will raise the standard because we are in him, praise the Lord. I want us to do more of prayer. Let us, let us spend time, friends, and pray and, and ask God to purify us. I'm going to ask God to purify us and let him refine us, fire, cleanse us, burn anything within us. It is very possible for us to see the evil outside that is physical, but we fail to recognize what is in us that we need to that we needed to, to trust him to work in us. I want to ask us to pray. Friends, I, I'm going to ask you to, to unmute. Let each one of us unmute and ask God to purify me. Lord, purify me. Lord, purify me. Pray, please pray for yourself. Father, I ask you this morning that you purify me in the name of Jesus. My Father, I Thank 
I am reminded of an experience when the children of Israel had left Egypt when they reached Gilgal and God told them to be circumcised, to be circumcised, to roll off. I do not know what God wants to circumcise in your heart. I do not know what God wants you to roll away. I don't know whether it is it is it is rumor mongering. I do not know whether it is greed. I do not know whether it is bitterness and forgiveness. What is it, friends, that God wants you to roll away? What is it that is so hidden in your heart that no one can tell what is going on in your life? What is it? Will you bring it to God this morning and tell Father and tell God, Father, consecrate circumcise my heart God circumcise when I am weak to anger I am weak my master to, 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 to quarrel I am weak king of glory Lord I ask you to, to circumcise me now just just unmute and ask God and continue in prayer and ask God to remove anything from your heart that he wants you to, to roll away to roll away there is that area God wants to take you and you're not going to reach there Unless you have taken off, you have taken off the things that I have filled you. And I want to pray this morning, this morning that you circumcise my heart, circumcise my heart and cleanse my heart. Lord, take away, take away everything that has hindered me from moving to the place you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, Lord, the King of Glory, help me set apart in the name of Jesus. Every area, every area I'm struggling with sin, every area, my mother that is not present in your sight, I surrender to you as an individual. I pray for myself to start to find me this morning, that you cleanse me this morning. Lord, I bring my heart before you. I ask you, my mother, to touch my heart, to find my heart. Lord, every bill, remove every sin, remove every darkness. Wash me the blood of Jesus. Wash me your own precious blood. In the name of Jesus. Let's look at basics of holiness. Uh, now, holiness, friends, even as we're talking about sanctification, these words go together. This is a state of being separate. Being, this is a state of being set apart from the ordinary because God is calling you and me for greater purpose. He has called us for greater purposes. There is that area God wants to take you and be able to use you for his mm. own glory. Remember, I came mm. from a point of saying that you needed to have known him, given your life to him. You, you have walked with him. You, you hear him. You, when he speaks to you, he, you hear and you are able to put right. And, and he wants you to get to the point that you are able to represent him. Friends, there is so much. There is so much you are able to accomplish when you are in Christ and you are his ambassador. Remember, Paul yes. tells us that we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. As ambassadors, there are areas we don't have to engage ourselves in. There are battles we cannot fight. Yeah, and by the way, how we talk as ambassadors. As ambassadors, how we talk says a lot about us. Praise the Lord. As an ambassador, you don't speak your own words. 
whatever you speak is ordained by God. Because as an ambassador, by the way, I just love the expression of, of these ambassadors, worldly ambassadors. When an ambassador of America says something, they don't say and he has spoken. They say the state, the state has said. So America said, the state of America has said. Now the same should be the case with us, the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We are the representatives of the kingdom of heaven. And as representatives, the reason we've got to live sanctified lives is that whatever we speak, whatever comes out of our mouth is representing the king of kings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever we say, whatever we do, every decision we take should represent the kingdom. And this, this, what, what I love most is about what Jesus said in Matthew 33. Why do you worry about these things? You know, there are things that friends that consume us and, and get us uh, uh, to behave like the ordinary. What are the ordinary doing? They are so scared about the economy. The ordinary are so scared about tomorrow. And yet they, our Heavenly Father is saying, why do you worry about the things? Even in the heavens, they worry about these things. And yet your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But friend, for you to attain that level, you must be aware of what the kingdom is saying. You must be aware that you are not ordinary. You must be sure of your position as a child of God. You are not a servant. He calls us his friends. Praise the Lord. Now, the other, the other thing, friends, is that what's the purpose of this work of sanctification is for the likeness of Christ. He sanctifies us that we may be like Jesus Christ. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 29, that being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, friends, our, the purpose for God sanctifying us is that we may be like Jesus Christ. We may reflect him. We may be, uh, when people see us talk, when people rather see us, when people hear us, are able to tell that we belong to the Lord and we are reflecting his image. Amen. So I want us to say one more prayer. And say, God, I pr I pray that you set me apart from the ordinary and dedicate me a particular purpose or a particular use. Please, please, I'm God, King of Glory, ask you to set me apart. King of Glory, set me apart. Set me apart. That I will not worry about the things that worry the ordinary people. Set me apart that I may be able to live a certain path Jesus name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.
Thank you. Thank you, friends. Uh, friends, we can talk on and on about this business of being pure, this business of being sanctified. The, the, mm. the, 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 the one God is calling to himself, you and me who have believed in him, we who are his children, we who are his ambassadors, we have no shortcut, we have no way out, but just to, to live pure lives. Mm. We've got to live that, these pure lives, live a holy life. There is no compromise. I have yeah. heard people, people saying, but you, 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 you talk like that. Are you holy? Excuse me. I am holy. The righteousness I put on is not my own. It is Jesus's righteousness for he took my sins away and he gave me his righteousness. Praise the Lord. So I want to pray this morning, my brother and my sister, that you will confidently stand and say that I am holy. I am holy, not because of my works. I am righteous, not because I am good enough. But I am holy because the one who has called me is holy. And for that matter, I have got to live a life that is worthy. I have got to live the life that shows that, yes, I belong to him. I am his ambassador. He has sent me. God is calling you for a higher purpose, for a higher calling that you will serve him. There are so many things that God wants to do in the church. But he wants men and women that are going to be worthy to, to do such a things. There are things that we shouldn't be part of as believers. If God is going to accomplish that what he has called you for, praise the Lord. So I want to pray that God will continuously remind you, my brother and my sister, that you are holy. You are set apart for a, for a task. You are set apart for, 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 for something that you cannot do in your own strength. Hallelujah. So I just pray this morning that the Lord will continue to keep us uh, reminded that we are not our own. We are here, are called to do his purposes, to do his will. And because of that, we have got to seek his face continuously to know his will, to know what is he's saying, to know what, where is God leading me? Today we are seeing that we, we have a scenario where almost homosexuals have penetrated in every school, almost every school in Kampala. But you want to, to, you want to believe God and say, God, I am going to keep on my knees for my children to be safe. But before even you take your children to school, it is important that you've got to pray and say, God, where do I take my children? Where do I go? You pray who is friends, who, which friends should come in contact with my children. Remember you are an ambassador. When you speak, the kingdom has spoken. When you declare a thing, oh, the, 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 Jesus told, told us that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. So you've got to know that you have that power, that power working on the inside of you because you are set apart because you are consecrated, you are sanctified, that you may be able to do the works of God that he has called you to. Thank you, friends, for being part of this. Let us close in prayer, and then I'll add over to Eria. Father, we are so grateful this morning that you have reminded us that the reason you called us to yourself is that we may continue to be sanctified, purified, and set apart for your own glory. I pray for myself, even as I pray for my brothers and my sisters, that, Lord, you will help us live lives that are set apart, that we shall not yield to the schemes of the enemy. We shall not allow even these things to be in our, in our conversations. That evil will not happen in our, our circles in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you dress us with so much power that wherever we step, yes, evil will, will, will disappear. Whatever we, whenever we appear, darkness should appear. It be in our workplaces, it, it be in our neighborhood, it be in our families, it be even in, in vehicles when we are on the roads. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you will give us that so much power that we may be able to be set free and be able to set other people free from the bondage and from darkness that all will be able to see your light in us and they will come to your saving grace. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Beloved, the Lord bless you. Over Amen. to you, Eria. 
Father, I want to bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of this great message that you alone have given us this morning. And friends, even as I pray, I was reminded of this act of, the, uh, of those who take care of the cattle keepers, of how the cows, they take them into the deeping process, the deeping process, the, the chaff to remove the ticks, to remove every element that is unwanted on the cows. But at the end of the day, they come out clean, <laughs> is such that they're not infected in any way. But remember, these are cows and their hearts are not dealt with. But we thank God that through his son, Jesus Christ, through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, that is able to cleanse us, that is able to purify us, that is able to sanctify us, that is able to remove every chaff, every chaff, both in and out. God is able to remove both in and out. And also I was reminded of, other, of another scenario of how the gold, the gold is refined, as in to get the pure gold, the pure gold. Uh, it, it comes out, out of the fire, it is refined, it, that is heated up such that the, the, that that comes out is so pure. And this is how the Lord desires us, even as we come into his presence this morning. And friends, let us pray and as we receive this message that the Lord will take us, that the Lord will purify our hearts, that the Lord will sanctify our lips, our body parts, our starting from our hearts. The heart is desperately wicked. It's only the Lord who can understand it. And friends, I, I, I just want us to pray and call upon the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is able to uh, to save us. He's able to refine us, to cleanse us. Father wants to thank you. We want to bless your name, King of Kings, for this great message. Thank you, Lord, that you have rebuked us. You have challenged us, oh Lord. You have taught us this morning, oh Lord. You have corrected us. You have, you have given us insight, this deeper revelation in regard to sanctification. As believers, as children of, of the light, you desire us, oh Lord, to be sanctified. In the name of Jesus, Father, we plead your blood, O Jesus Christ, to rest upon us, O oh Lord. Father, in, my, in many ways, our societies, our homes, starting with our homes, our families, Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, that you remember mercy. We are King of kings that you remember mercy. Cleanse our lips, cleanse our body in the name of Jesus. You alone, you are holy God. You have reminded us this morning, you are holy, so you desire us to walk in holiness and friends the lord desires us to walk in holiness father forgive us oh lord where we have been impure in our thoughts in our works oh lord and it is sin all over us oh lord father remove every chaff around us oh lord father we cannot do it oh lord we can it's not by our own effort oh lord father it's only you only you it's your effort you can use only you who can sanctify us oh lord we thank you for reminding us of this great truth oh lord on our own we cannot lay your word reminds us oh lord that let no man boast of with wisdom or strength or wealth, but there's them who boast, boast that they understand you. This great truth we choose to know that only you can take us through, oh Lord. This morning, it's only you can guide us in our offices, even in our family responsibilities, or as we go to work, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord. It's not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, Heavenly Father. And friends, we are reminded that God is calling us to be holy because he alone is holy. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you're a just God. You're a righteous God. You're a loving God. You're a kind God, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord, because you desire holiness, because you are holy. And friends, just, just that's my prayer that wherever you are, just ask God to forgive you because he's calling us to be holy because he alone is holy. He alone is worthy of our, is worthy, is worthy of our calling. Father, it's our prayer that you continue to have your way in our hearts, have your way in our minds, oh Lord, have your way in the works that we do, King of Kings, oh Lord. You desire holiness, oh Lord. Father, forgive us where we have done things in a careless way, oh God. Father, I pray that you, you give us the grace to walk as children of the light in the name of Jesus. And friends, um, our, uh, also the, uh, our, our friend and servant reminded us that we are people, are we able to see that which is around us? Are people able to see that we are children of the light? We are ambassadors of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word reminds us, oh Lord, that let the people around us see 
us that they may praise you, King of Kings. And Father, it's our prayer that even in our families, even in our places of work, if there are people have been seen contrary to what, they, to what you alone have called us to be, Father, forgive us, Lord. As fathers, as mothers, as children on this call, as young adults, oh Lord, Father, how are we able to walk as ladies? How are we able to walk as men? How are we able to walk as leaders? Father, it's our prayer that your word will fully be indwelt in our hearts, Lord, that your word will sanctify us, your word renew us, your word will purify us, that at the end of the day, people will see us and be able to praise you and be able to come to the knowledge of your saving rest through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your name. And want to thank God that uh, the, the servant of the Lord reminded us that we are called to be more like Christ. We are God has sanctifies us that we be more like Christ. And Father, we cannot do it on our own. We need your power. We need your grace. We need your spirit, Abba Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, you are calling us this morning to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. Father, it's our prayer that whatever we do, whether in works or deed, heavenly Father, it's, it's our prayer this morning that you come and renew us, come and take us to another level of knowing you, of loving you, of growing deeper in the knowledge and fear of, of the Lord, Heavenly Father, that as people see us, oh Lord, that we shall be more like Christ in the name of Jesus. Take us to the secret place. Take us to the place of prayer. Take us to the place of knowing, to the place of loving, to the place of worshiping you, exalting your holy name, where we have gone far off from your presence, Lord. Father, bring us back, oh Lord. Bring us back, oh Lord. For you desire to consecrate us. You desire to sanctify us. And we can never achieve our calling and purposes in life unless we are sanctified. Father, we thank you and we bless your name. And above all, I answer, thank you for the cross. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that in him, we are able to receive this sanctification, that through him and in him, we are able to see this great light, that even people around us, oh Lord, that they're able to see that we are your children. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant, Reverend Forrest, that you have used this morning. As we receive the message that you have put on our heart, oh God, I ask our prayer that you bless her, that you renew her, that you continue to sanctify her, that you shall continue to use her for your glory, Lord. Father, as she has poured herself out this morning, I pray that you refill our cup in the name of Jesus. Take her to greater heights of loving you, of serving you, and of knowing you. Bless that dear husband, Mr. Tumesje. Bless the children, Lord, even as they grow up as men. May they grow up as men after your own heart, that they will know you, love you, and live to testify of your goodness in the land of the living. We give you thanks, we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.